Hi, this is Tricia Lewis and welcome to the Make It Real podcast aimed at small business owners to help you build your business without selling your soul. I've walked the walk, my guests have walked the walk and now we're all talking the talk from branding, content creation, marketing to fear sorting and real you unsquashing so many insights and tips. So stay tuned. update. I refer to my guest as Tracy throughout this interview, but Tracy has decluttered her name and is now Elizabeth. There's a story that goes with this, of course there is, but you know, Tracy believes there's nothing in life that can't be decluttered. Enjoy the interview. Well, this is a bit different. So we've got something, a, a topic to get our teeth into that might not immediately be on your list of things that you think you'd like to learn about. Um, but listen up because you will be mistaken. <laughs> this is about decluttering, but decluttering is a very beautiful, practical thing you can do with lots of of knock-on effects that are 100% relevant to you if you're growing your business and trying to keep it all together. So I am absolutely thrilled to have somebody who really, really, really knows her stuff on this topic. And it's Tracy Beasley. She is a professional declutterer and her business is called The Lifestyle Concept. And we know each other. We live, both live in Bournemouth and Tracy is absolutely fabulous. This is going to be fascinating. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Tricia. Thanks for asking me. That's a great pleasure. So that, that's, I've just given a little potted version, but people might be asking, I wonder how you end up being a declutterer. <laughs> so give us a little story on that. That's quite a good, good question, actually. And when people ask me it, I kind of um, laugh because obviously there could be the long version or the short version. Um, in 2017, I set up the business and I'll be really frank here, I didn't know who the hell I was and what the hell I was doing. I was absolutely all over the place. Um, I just left my husband and um, I think like any one woman can or man can relate, you just kind of have a few years of just absolute crazy uh, stuff going on. So I set up the business and I knew at the heart of the business was the decluttering, but I was actually quite nervous to kind of go around telling everyone that I was a declutterer because I did say it to a few people and they went, well, that's just easy. You just get like the skip in. I mean, isn't that just like a gleaner? And I thought, and of course, cause I'm ever so slightly insecure sometimes I thought, Oh yeah, maybe it isn't really a business. <laughs> maybe it's not a thing. So then I started offering my services, everything from taking people who, had come out of a relationship and were struggling to go out, you know, just literally that first step when you go out into town for the first time or you go to the gym for the first time or you want to change your hair or you want to change how you look, how you think, how you feel, which all sounds very massive, but it's all absolutely achievable. Um, and suddenly it kind of came to me in 2019 that I thought, um, I'm a declutterer. I've done this all my life. This stuff is is a given to me. It's easy. It's something. And uh, interestingly, it was something I did as a child. Um, I used to go up to my bedroom, clean my bedroom every Saturday. But what my mother didn't know was that um, I super loved it. And uh, because I used to tidy everything up. Um, and not in a very kind of, um, I'm not exactly the most, the most tidiest of people, actually. But I found it made me feel very calm. And I kind of like the sense of order because sometimes in your life, 
if things are a bit chaotic, um, you might feel that everything is out of control. Um, but actually, there are some elements you control. And for me as a child, I literally could, could control my wardrobe. I could control my pencils and my pens and my colouring books and tidying them all up. And I definitely was one of those people that if I did a drawing and I went over the line, I'd be like, right, start again. <laughs> um, so, yes. So really in 2019, I had clarity. Um, I joined an association called the um, Association of Professional Declutterers because I wanted to get it right from day one. I didn't want to just go out there and say I'm a declutterer without having the kudos behind me and the support and having that organization. And actually the organization is, is growing. And then it really stemmed from there. What, what's the organization called? It's called the Association of Professional Declutterers. So it's, a, it's APDO. Oh, that's Do, brilliant. Yeah. And they're based in London. And what's really nice about it is all the declutterers, we're all a heart-centered business. So we're not about, you know, that is a really big difference. Um, in fact, I met um, an entrepreneur in Bournemouth a couple of years ago when we could network. And um, I told him about my business and he just went, well, that sounds like a charity. I'm like, I laughed. Although obviously it's a bit insulting, but um, it was kind of like, I said, well, no, it comes from the heart. Um, I get paid for what I do, but I help people. And that for me has always got to be the core of my business. It's not about, you know, rowing in the money, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so that's oh, really, oh, that, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, well, I know Tracy listens, and that is absolutely what she's about. Um, and it is a proper, serious, grown-up business. So anybody yeah. out there thinking that it's like house clearance or something, mm. just forget it. <laughs> um, I have been asked. I have been asked to do that, but I'm like, no, you got me. No. It's but, okay. but the thing is that I, I, what I also know is that Tracy, tell us a bit about this. Just on a just talking about your business for a minute, because it it encompasses a really practical set of um sort of uh, resources that kind of bounce off from this central core of what you're doing yeah yeah absolutely I mean I've actually created a resources guide um I haven't really talked about it openly really I haven't really posted about it yet because it's still a work in progress and I'm um uh definitely less of a perfectionist than I used to be but I still have it in me and I just want to make it absolutely right so the whole idea is that if you come to me as a declutterer and let's just say, I mean, I was actually chatting to a client the other day, right? And we were decluttering as much as we can over Zoom. And she's got a lot going on in her life. And there's a lot that she wants to resolve. And one of the things she said, God knows I don't know what to do with my hair. I don't know whether it's pink, whether it's purple, pink, blah, blah, blah. And we started chatting. And she said, oh, I think I could, maybe I should get, I said, well, actually, I think you'd so just go into grey. Because actually, but there's greys and there's greys and there's nice greys now. And she said, well, maybe I should get a wig. And I said, well, I know a great wig company. They're based in Wales. I said, their wigs are amazing. So with that, I sent her the link. So it's not just about, you know, the physical. Of course, it's about the physical. I can come in and that. But it's the, it's the you know, I know a great hairdresser. You know, I know a great coach. You, you know, sorry, but that's the <laughs> truth. You know, I, yeah. I've got this amazing network of people now. So, you know, I was speaking to someone yesterday and want to put on a club night. I said, well, I know a great bar. So it's like... Yeah. It's being a facilitator. To be, you can come to me for a lot of things. I can help you with the physical and get you sorted and tidied and whatever you want in your home. But yeah. I can also then cross-refer and help you on the whole journey of your life, you know, because I'm not pretending to be um, an expert in everything, but then I've also experienced a lot in my life, and particularly in the last six years where 
you know, I've gone down the counseling route, the hypnotherapy, the CBT, you know, the physical, the spiritual, um, the, the, the health, everything. So yeah. it's like, I've got those experiences yeah. and, and in a way I've done this sort of research because I'm a little fussy madam. And so if I find someone that doesn't work, it doesn't work for me, but I've kind of now honed down this list. So everyone I give to you on this list, these people I trust implicitly. And so if you say to me, who would I go to for an amazing haircut? I can go, there is this girl and she is out of this world. Yeah. You see, you, <laughs> you see, and, and you, and you use the word trust, obviously, because trust is like all encompassing, uh, all over, all over this. Um, mm. because when in normal times where you're, well, even in zoom times, you're still intruding into somebody's space really, aren't you? So it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a big deal. So just before we, uh, cause you've probably got, I know you've got some really great stories and whether you're able to share any mm. sort of, um, mm. obviously not mentioning names or anything like that would no, be great because it would give mm. people example. But, but what we really, and you, you put this in, in your, um, I think your LinkedIn profile, I think I saw this. You, we're really talking about inner harmony, clarity and focus. And without those, you will be struggling on your business growth journey. Um, Big time because, the, and they're very easy to lose. They're very, very, all three of those, aren't they? They are so easy to lose. Oh my gosh. So yeah, the, so, so give us an example of how, of what, something that, well, let, let's, let's say we could even try to do something ourselves. I mean, I would recommend, obviously, everybody does go and speak to you, Tracy. But let's, let's, give, let's give some tips to the listeners on some simple things that they might do with, wardrobe paperwork office okay. space you know yeah. that, that are going to create this greater sense of okay okay practice. well let's just let's just tackle the elephant in the room should we wardrobe because i don't know any woman out there that hasn't got a burgeoning wardrobe <laughs> and i used to be one of them actually i was definitely a bit of a shopaholic and um i used to say to my ex-husband that every day was a shopping day when it came to clothes and he used to frown which is probably why we're not together anymore <laughs> um so, okay, so with your wardrobe, how do you start? So let's just say you've got an absolutely overburdening wardrobe. You know, you've got any shoes, handbags, clothing, you don't know where to start. So what you do need to do, the first thing you need to do is literally empty that space. Now, that sounds horrifying to some people, but literally you empty the whole wardrobe. You clean it and you get it ready. Now, this, bit, this first bit is actually quite easy. You put back into the wardrobe everything that you absolutely love. There is no way in a month of Sundays that it is leaving your home. You love it. It fits you. It suits you. You get compliments when you go out. You put it on and you feel like, yes, I am ready for today. There's no stags, no tears, no bobbly bits, no rip bits, no... Mm, it doesn't really suit me or, and I, th I think I do this on a regular basis. I sometimes, I have a few things I have to say. I go in my wardrobe. I don't wear them that much. I'll go in my wardrobe and I'll go, oh, I'll put this on. I'll go, oh, it's a bit tight. And oh, it's going to be one of those dresses that rides up all day. I have to say, I only allow myself a couple of times of saying that and it goes, I'm literally that strict because if I've got something I'm hesitating about, why am I even is taking up valuable space? So in that first part of the declutter then, let's just take this as a scenario. So you've emptied everything out, right? So you pick out all the bits and you put them back. Now, how you put them back, I'm a big one about order as well. This is my personal thing and obviously each to their own. Some people like to do it by color. I like to do it by type. 
So in my wardrobe, I've got all my sequin bits together. <laughs> I've got all my, all my knitted, all my skirts, all my you know, trousers, and that's how I section it. But within each section, I color, I color them. So all the black trousers together, all the pink, whatever that is. It makes it easy for dressing. And I know for some people, this might sound, oh, it's all just a bit detailed and a bit like, you know, whatever for me. But actually, hear me out. When you come to dress in the morning, you literally go, let's just get up and you say, right, okay, it's trousers today. It's a bit chilly. It's trousers. You go to the trousers section. Boom. What color? Mm, black. Okay, black. How warm is it out? T-shirt weather? Jumper weather? Mm, jumpers? Jumper. You can literally dress in five to ten minutes. And that is how quickly I dress. Before, it would be an hour of stress, chucking everything out. Nothing matches. Oh my God, where's that shirt I thought I had that's probably fallen to the back of the wardrobe? Um, oh my God, this is hideous. I don't even know what I'm doing with this. Bang back in. And it was stressful. And I yeah. used to work uh, with my husband in our business. And I can tell you, dressing was a nightmare. A, because I had too many clothes. So everything was a bit like, well, I could just wear one of these 20 dresses or whatever. Um, so going back to the declutter then, that's how you do it. So first of all, you put back what you know for sure. Now, what you ideally do, if you've got the space to do it, not everyone can do this, but ideally you put like with like. So let's just say, because what we're trying to do here is, in a way, it's not about shocking you, but it's, it's being realistic. How many clothes do you actually have and how many do you actually need? And while they're all hidden in that wardrobe, you might find that you can literally go, oh, it's okay. I can close the doors, not think about it. But once you bring them out into that space, it's like, <gasps> I was with one client. She had a hundred pairs of black trousers. Oh, and I said, do we need all those black trousers? Of course, her answer was yes. <laughs> I said, right, okay. How about we get it down to 50? 50 is still way more than you need because you probably end up because I don't know about you Trisha but I literally wear the same thing I wear a lot of the same thing trust me what? I've got I've got a pair of, yeah I know exactly this is it I don't actually have I mean people often say to me oh you know you love your clothes I do my wardrobe is literally it's not that big if you came in you'd be surprised oh I think you've, you've seen I have I've seen yeah. it this is yeah, like it's, it's absolutely yeah. Beautiful. But, but everything works. And this is the thing. Yeah. So everything in my wardrobe. So, um, yeah, so basically put it all like with like. So all your T-shirts together, all your socks together, your pants, your bras, you know, your trousers, your tops and everything. Then you can see for yourself what you've got. Then you start going through. Just, now, let's just say, yeah, yeah go, go on. on. No, I, I was just going to, I was because I'm desperate to ask this about emotional connections so mm. for instance the woman, uh, the woman with the the trousers i mean was there something uh, you don't obviously have to repeat her story but do you think there was something going on there yes and it was yeah. really interesting with her she'd been anything from a size 10 to a size 16 and actually more i think she had 18s and 20s so this is where we had a discussion so the first thing she said to me was well i'm on a diet and then she laughed and she said well i'm always on a diet so i said so what size do you want to be Oh, well, I don't know. I said, no, what size do you want to be? You're, let's say she's 60 something. What size do you think is realistic for you now? Are you ever going to be an eight or a 10? Because let's face it, I think we all, I know for myself, it doesn't suit you being super skinny. I got down to an eight when I was 42. I looked about 102. I'm not kidding you. Some of my friends were actually like 
what have you done? Because it was not pretty. Um, so be realistic. So about 2014-15, I literally said to myself, and I'm only using this as an analogy, I'm a size 12. I'm never going to be an 8. I'm never going to be a 10. I don't want to be a 14 again because that slides me into a 16 before you know it. It's all going, it's all going down that way. You're a 12 and that's what I do. So everything in my wardrobe is a 12 and that's what I say to my, suggest to my clients because a lot of them do have that you know, connection to when they were 10, when they were a size 12, when they were living here, when they were in those circumstances. Um, With this particular client, she didn't, it was interesting, and I know this is um, deeply psychological, but in a way, but I said to her, if you're going to your diet place and you're spending a fortune every week, Weight Watchers, whatever it is, if you're saying to me, you've got a wardrobe between a size eight and a size 20, you're saying to the universe, I don't really care if I lose weight. I hope I do. But it doesn't really matter because I've got some size 20s. So I said, so why are you telling me then that you're going to be getting back up to a size 20? Well, no. I said, well, they need to go. And that was where it was very difficult. This particular client, I'd say she wasn't actually very ready. It was in the early days. And obviously, we learn so much from those early day clients, don't we? Because she wasn't ready. It was very, very difficult. And everything had a connection. Whether it was... um, Wait, I worked with another client actually. Um, this was really interesting, and it all turned out really well. She had the most beautiful clothes from Carnaby Street. You know, she obviously back in the day in the 60s was an obviously complete and utter babe. She was absolutely gorgeous, anyway, in my view, already. But back in the day, she had some incredible clothes. I mean, literally, we're pulling them out the wardrobe, and she was very tearful. And I, I really felt for her, and I put my arms around her and gave her a big cuddle. And I said, look, you're still that person. <laughs> All right, you can't get into that item now. But it's, it's taking up valuable space. I'm sure you want to buy some new clothes. You've got to, in a way, maybe... And what I suggested to her was that she took photos of all of them and bid them farewell. Now, I know a guy who's a bit of a trader and a bit of a lad um, in Boscombe, and he does very well with um, some London buyers, actually. So I always take my stuff to him. Now, he gave me about 90 pounds for her stuff now I know it's not a fortune I know that some of those items might have been hundreds of pounds but she's worn them she's loved them and I think this is how I coach have you loved them have you worn them have you got amazing memories take photos have you got photos of you in them take photos of them now put them in a book I mean what I would do personally I would take my three key paces let's just say you've got 20 Carnaby Street places you know the leather funky, wide-collared, you know, all your 60s, 70s. I'd probably take two, three, three photos of my favourite pieces, even get me to tell my friend to take photos of me and, and I'd have them framed. I'd have them framed. Make it part of art, you know, in your house. There's so many ways. Or you put them in a scrapbook. You make, you make a book of your life. And I think it's about everything about to do decluttering is about letting go of those memories, isn't it? It's not, it's not letting them go. They will always be part of you. But but not allowing them to hold you back yes. as well. Yes. Because yes, there was yes. a sadness there because she was crying. So there was much as there was joy, there was sadness because it was reminding her of being in London, being young. And I wouldn't want to go, personally, I wouldn't want to go back there, but I had some amazing times in London when I was, only because I'm a better person than I was then. But I had some amazing things in, in London, but I never, I very rarely reminisce because 
I don't want to go down that sad route, but that's me personally. I, you, know, you know, but- yeah, I, that is that is such a, a such an interesting story. And I, I mean, I've recently posted. It might have been on Instagram actually. Um, a po- photo of me on a motorbike wearing a sort of all-in-one blue it had a kind of almost toweling feel to it jumpsuit with it had a zip up the front um and it, you know i was in perfect shape um i was what 20 and um but i i can look at that i've basically got a memory box so just one there we go i'm very good mm. Tracy. i have yeah. one little Done. box one That's box it. um if it gets over full then i go through it and I think, well, actually, Trish, you don't really need to keep that. That's a bit, that's, yeah. you know, and so, so I don't get another box. Uh, so actually, without realizing it, that's actually quite a good, um, that's quite a good thing I've done there. But yeah, but like you say, the memory hasn't been taken. When you literally get rid of that bit of clothing, the memory hasn't gone. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm a celebrant, as you know, as well. Yeah. Um, so occasionally I'm delivering funerals and I'm writing eulogies and, and, um, you know, one of the things I say is, you know, basically the message that the memory is still living on. I know it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 You wear it, your heart, you know, your heart. I think your heart, your, your, I don't know. Like, I think when I think about my dad, I always think he's on my shoulder. He's in my heart, you know, yeah, yeah. people that have gone in my life. I think about them often, but it's, it's whether they those memories hold you back, you know, keep you with one foot. I am definitely both feet in the now and looking towards the future. Whereas so many people are living. And and I I fully admit, I was like that too. When I split with my husband, and I hope this relates to someone, I literally spent years, it was like I was a broken gramophone record of what I could have done, what I should have done. It was all my fault. No, it was his fault. No, we should have done this. We should have done that. How sad. Now I'm crying. Da, 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 da. Constant duh, 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 going round and round. So what I was there was even though I was physically here and away, I was still reliving, reliving. I was going through all photographs and we lived in the States. And I was like, that was really good. And that was good. And it was just, it did me no good. It did me no, I, I you know, there is a certain amount of grieving that you have to do, but when it drags on and so much that it's holding you back from moving forward, yeah. then I think it's that time where you sort of say, um, time to let go. And I think, you know, as you just said about you, it's, that's one of the things that I actually say to my clients is like, a lot of them have really lovely memories and things, but you wouldn't think it, this photos, you know, put in boxes, they're chucked at the back, they're up in the attic getting damp, they're down in the cellar, whatever they are. And I say to them, hone it down. Not everything, if everything's precious, nothing's precious. You've got to have your precious, but put them in that beautiful box. I've got a beautiful box. I've got a beautiful box of photos of me with my friends when I was younger, my wedding photos. They're wrapped in the most beautiful box with a big ribbon. You know, they are precious. They are precious memories and they are, I'm treating them like they're precious. Um, I love, I love what you just said. If everything's precious, nothing's precious. I mean, that, that's a, is that your original? No, it's not. It's from the minimalist, (laughs) but I thought it was absolutely brilliant brilliant. because I work with so many clients. I love these guys. They're called the minimalists and they're in LA and they talk. I'm kind of, I feel very drawn to them because they talk as I do. They talk about decluttering of the gut, of the mind, of the inbox, of the, of the weight, of the, <laughs> of the people in your life, of the 
physical stuff, the books, yeah. the everything. Yeah, it's, it's not just about, and I'm all about the whole clutter because a physical stuff is a manifestation of what's going on here, generally speaking, you know, and yeah. it's all correlated really. And there isn't anything that you can't uh, declutter. But yeah, I saw that quote and I thought, wow, that is such a powerful quote because so many of my clients tell me how everything is precious. Everything is precious. Even yeah. a pencil from 20 years ago in a Colombian rainforest or a rubber or, you know, like I do, a ruler you know, do you know, you've just, Yeah, you've just reminded me of a, of a school story, actually, which... Which I never, of course, at the time realised had this significance. But I, I, I think we were about 10 or something like that. And there was a couple of really clever girls. This was an all-girls school. And one of them, I can remember her name, Cheryl. Um, and she had her little pencil case. And she had a particular rubber with a, with a shape to it. Like it was all the craze back in those days. And we, kept, we were doing a little test, uh, an exam thing. It might have been quite an important one, actually, like entrance into the senior school or something like that. I don't know. But she had lost her rubber. And she, she, was one, she was one of the super genius kids in the class. She went to pieces. She absolutely melted down. She couldn't do, she couldn't do any of the exams. And it was, I didn't realize then that that is, that is such a good example of how if if you're holding on to something and life without it would be impossible to live you really need to figure out why you're holding on to it yeah and sometimes it's very painful I and mean, i'm working with a client at the moment and she's decluttering some of her po- uh, and i'm sort of coaching her from zoom and um i try and message her every day and she said today it's bringing up all sorts of emotions and i said it will <laughs> get your journal out. I've already asked her to get a decluttering journal, which I suggest to all my clients really, and write down everything, write down everything, what you're feeling, anger, are you anger? You know, like maybe you're looking at something and, but get it all out rather than in. I'm a great believer in getting it out, you know, dealing with it rather than oh, at the moment. Yeah. Cause she's had all that stuff in the garage for a number of years. Um, and it's holding her back. It's holding her back. Do you know what? We've got lofts, we've got garages, we've got office spaces, we've got the whole blinking lot. And I've just decided on the spur of the moment here that I'm going to get you back for a part two because because I can't, this is so rich. I just want Mm. to leave the listeners with this, okay? And then that will really spark off some, that really will spark off some thoughts. And there's some very practical stuff. I think we come back for part two where we talk Lovely. maybe about the office space because yeah. I, I know you're going to have some great insights on that. And we'll do, we'll do that soon. And, um, and I'm, I'm happy yeah. to share tips as well. You know, I want to sort of help you know, people because there is a sort of a kit um, like you almost, you know, you need labels. You need a black marker pen, you know, um, yeah. you need a positive mindset. Uh, <laughs> I, of water. Yeah. You know, there's kind of a, a thing. <laughs> I love like it. A- I love it. Honestly, I, I honestly, listeners, I, I know the way Tracy works and it, it, it uh, and anybody who either dismisses it as some kind of, I don't know, sort of hobby or uh, mm. charity or whatever, whatever other, have really, really missed the point. This it's it's like me saying just go out there and stand on a stage and move your hands like this and and hold your head like this um absolute rubbish you know let's start right here with the 
the squash self stuff that I talk about, the mindset, that's exactly the same concept. You can't, you can't just put, because like, oh, well, we'll draw, this is how you tidy this drawer up. No, mm. okay. And I know, no. I absolutely know all of Tracy's experience and everything she does. I've seen her work. It's, it, it's the real deal. And it's something really special and valuable. Um, so where do people um, get to connect with you best, Tracy? Um, yeah, you can go onto my website, which is thelifestyleconcept.co.uk. Um, I'm not very good at giving you handles and things for things. I'm on Instagram as well. So I think it's life, the Lifestyle Concept Declutterer. Yeah. And the same on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to give my number, which is 07932-945-738. And what I normally do is um, offer a free, you know, a complimentary sort of 30 minute chat we can sort of chat through look around virtually your home it's um, it's, I'm so glad you're able to do this virtually and I, and I can absolutely see yes. how it would work I because at first I thought oh this will be a problem for and now I've written yeah no, yeah, yeah you, just... well, the thing with, I think the thing is it's been tricky and challenging and I've had yeah. a bit of a laugh with my clients because I think um you know we've kind of said oh, let's just see how this works I think the only thing is they are little cheeky monkeys and they hide stuff. So I can't always see. And I go, are we finished? And they say, yes, yes, it's all good in here now. And I go, no, no, no. I could have sworn I saw a box over there. But it's like, I've got to have eyes in the back of my head. Oh, let's, oh, let's leave it on that note. That is so, that naughty, naughty people, very naughty. Um, but I love that. I love that. And in fact, that applies to the whole Zoom online world, doesn't it? It's, we can all yes. do our little hiding. I love it. I love it. Okay, Tracy, Tracy, I could talk for ages about this but thank you so so much for no, you thank you are, you are very generous in the in the tips you you give out um but honestly get get to know tracy that's all i'm saying okay lovely thank, thank you trisha so much have a lovely day now bye now bye yes! take action try this one small step i think you can go two ways with this decluttering either get rid of stuff that no longer connects to you, that you don't want to necessarily dwell on. And that could be anything from paperwork to clothes. Or, or this can be an and as well, bring back out stuff that actually does connect with you that you'd forgotten about or that you're not showing off enough about. Okay, have fun. Stay connected and spread the word. Go put some stars all over iTunes for me. But mostly go to trishalewis.com where you'll find resources, my social media links and updates on the new book, The Mystery of the Squash Self, which is out on Amazon on April the 1st. Ah, Keep in the loop with the fortnightly newsletter. Most of all, go forth, thrive and have fun as you're unscathed.